the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So you might recall a Monday show. I think it was Monday show. Yeah, it was Monday show. Uh, where I talked about an op-ed in the Columbus Dispatch from our purported Republican governor, Mike DeWine. And Mike DeWine doesn't pen pieces in the dispatch very often. So, of course, I was interested when a friend reached out to me on my way into work and said, hey, do you see the governor's editorial in the dispatch? And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see it because I would, you know, assume that he's uh, advocating for a bold expansion of uh, universal school choice in the state of Ohio. Or maybe he's taking to task the Hamilton County Common Pleas Court judge who's Injunction has allowed bloodthirsty abortionists, and there's no other kind, to dismember and murder more innocent unborn children whose heartbeat has been detected. Maybe, if it wasn't one of those two things, the governor is going to take to task Speaker of the House Jason Stevens and tell him to stop caring more about what the 33 Democrats in the House who voted for him care about, stop caring about that, and start caring about the supermajority Republican caucus that he should be leading, but (laughs) two-thirds of them refuse to be led by Jason Stevens because they think he's a Democrat in Republican clothing. Those were the top three things that I thought perhaps the governor might be writing about. But you know what? I was shocked to find out when I sat down that the governor's op-ed was about decrying the display of Nazi hatred at a recent drag show in Ohio. Now, do not be confused. I am not a supporter of any kind of open display or hidden display of Nazi ideology. But it is interesting to me that the governor did something he rarely does, write an op-ed for the dispatch, and chose to make it about one solitary outlier drag show performance. There are a lot of drag show performances in Ohio, and there are more than one group of people objecting to such drag shows. Many of them are parents who do not think drag shows ought to be appealing to, inviting, and indoctrinating young children. Now, you would think, A guy like Mike DeWine, who has used the Second Amendment and abortion as two issues to authenticate his otherwise vapid conservative bona fides. You would think Mike DeWine would come down on the side of protesting drag shows because they attempt to indoctrinate and lure children. But no, no. There was a big hoo-ha drag show canceled in Clintonville a few months ago. Did Mike DeWine weigh in on that? No, he did not. 
No, he did not. He waited until one was protested by Nazis to tell a quaint old story about his dad, Papa DeWine, and something that happened with Papa DeWine. And I know it was a coincidence, but it was an unfortunate coincidence that Mike DeWine talking about Nazi hatred and extremism as if it were a widespread ideology in the state of Ohio, which it most assuredly is not. It's an unfortunate coincidence that Mike DeWine doing that happened right after Joe Biden gave a speech at Howard University over the weekend where he talked about white supremacy being the number one threat to America. Not weaponization of the DOJ, which was adequately and articulately detailed in the Durham report. No, not that. Not about the invasion of our southern border. Not about the astronomical cost of living. And by the way, did you notice gas is up like now about 40 cents a gallon in Columbus this week? None of those are the biggest threat to America. Not even China, not even Ukraine and Russia and how that war might spin into something even worse. None of that's the top threat to America. White supremacy is, according to Joe Biden. And on the heels of that, Mike DeWine writes an editorial where he certainly magnifies the presence of Nazi ideology in the state of Ohio. So I fired off an email to the governor's PR flack, which I'm sure coincidentally, and only coincidentally, rhymes with hack. And uh, that gentleman's name is Dan Tierney. And I asked Mr. Tierney if the governor writing about a Nazi protest of drag shows is indicative that the governor feels like anyone who protests drag shows is therefore a Nazi. And Mr. Tierney assured me that that is not the case. And he also said that if I bothered to check the governor's record, and I quote, Mike DeWine is the most pro-children governor in Ohio history, Mr. Tierney wrote, as evidenced by his budget priorities and his signing of the heartbeat bill. One can be both pro-child and anti-Nazi at the same time. Yes, one can be pro child and anti-Nazi at the same time, because I am. And I would argue that I am far more pro-child than Mike DeWine, as I pointed out in my response to Mr. Tierney, where I said, a governor who is too afraid of pushback from teachers unions to lead on the same universal school choice initiatives multiple other states have passed during the governor's time in office is not a governor who can plausibly make the case that he is the most pro-child governor in Ohio history. That, I told Mr. Tierney, is a ludicrous overstatement on your part, particularly when paired with the governor's silence on the temporary restraining order that delays the enforcement of the heartbeat bill. It is, I concluded, one thing to sign a bill into law. It is quite another to boldly advocate for its immediate enforcement, which, of course, Mike DeWine is not doing, and which, of course, Dan Tierney will not acknowledge. Now, I offered both the governor and Mr. Tierney the opportunity to come on the show and debate me on this, discuss it, explain their position, which is not a personal request on my part as much as it is an opportunity extended to them to explain it to you, their listeners, which they, of course, do not want to do because Mike DeWine got 
his feelings hurt by Hugh Hewitt when he went on with Hugh Hewitt about a month ago. And Hugh Hewitt said what I would say to the governor, which is that by merely proposing an expansion of the Ed Choice scholarships in the state of Ohio, that he is, and I quote Hugh, picking and choosing winners. That is exactly what the governor is doing. He is doing the minimum, the least that he can do to keep picketers off his front porch. Let me do just enough that I can convince the people who I've hoodwinked throughout my entire extended political career that I am, in fact, a Republican. And let me do so little that those on the Democratic side of the aisle will not be as mad as they would be if I advocated for things that most clearly are demonstrated by the fact that the state of Ohio has become more and more red over the past decade. The people of the state of Ohio want what the people in the state of Iowa and Florida and Arizona before Katie Hobbs have when it comes to school choice. They want enforcement of the heartbeat bill like Ron DeSantis in Florida signed into law. They thought they were getting it when they probably with one hand filled out their ballot for Mike DeWine against Nan Whaley. Why with one hand? Because they needed their other hand to hold their nose voting for a squish like Mike DeWine who cowered in terror throughout COVID and fell four square behind the position that COVID would come for you after 10 p.m. in the bars and it would come for you if you stood up and walked to the restroom but not if you sat down and ate your meal. It is an utter shame that we are stuck, and I do mean stuck, with a feckless, impotent excuse for a governor when it does not take much eyesight to look out there on the horizon and see other truly conservative governors. So Joe Biden's on his way to Japan, and he's got a little debt ceiling matter at the White House. And uh, true to his billing by his press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, Biden wrapped up his sleepy remarks today at the White House by, number one, saying he's going to hold a press conference on Sunday when he comes back from Japan. Uh, That's must-watch TV. First of all, there's no guarantee that... (laughs) That Joe Biden will be holding a press conference on Sunday because what, like a week ago, two weeks ago, he said, we're going to hold a press conference on uh, Friday press conference. It was a sit down with MSNBC where when MSNBC asked him a question that one of Biden's handlers didn't like the handler, like jumped in, like threw himself on the grenade. No. And Biden's like, wait, I'll, uh, wait a minute. I'll answer that. Uh, so. Corinne Jean-Pierre says, well, nobody answers more shouted questions than the president. So uh, let's see. Let's see if he answered shouted questions today. He's walking away from the podium. You will be meeting or you will be speaking? I don't know. I, I couldn't really tell what he said there. Meeting, speaking. 
sleeping. Um, I was not alone in my inability to catch what the president had to say. Here's Harris Faulkner of Fox, her reaction. Yeah, that was hard to understand. So the president there just <laughs> shouted a question uh, from a reporter who, I should say a reporter just shouted a question at the, report, uh, at the president who was trying to ask about when will you be meeting with President of China Xi? And he, I couldn't know. I, it sounded like a mumble. Nobody could make it out, really. She couldn't make it out. I couldn't. And we've got microphones right on him there. Um, but we know that that's not happening right away because apparently she's not taking the phone calls now from the White House and the President of the United States. That has been reported for many days now. Yeah, that has been reported for many days now, which is hilarious to me because when... We got the House Oversight Committee report last week from uh, James Comer, and we got Biden grandchildren getting thousands of dollars from China. And the Democratic response to that was, well, well, show me one policy where Joe Biden has advantaged China. Uh, well, he let a spy balloon fly all the way across the country before he shot it down for the Atlantic. Uh, story out today. That there was a bipartisan bill, a bipartisan bill that came out of Congress <laughs> about solar panel production in the U.S. taking market share away from China, and Biden vetoed it. Biden vetoed it. A bipartisan bill. Uh, so I, I got a giggle out of Harris Faulkner saying, uh, I didn't understand that. Did you understand that? I didn't understand that. Sounded like a mumble. Yeah, it did sound like a mumble. Now, imagine Joe Biden... <laughs> Two more years from now, or sorry to do this to you so close to lunch, five more years from now when he's in his second term as president of the United States, how hard he'll be to understand. I wonder, I wonder if in either one of those situations, Joe Biden could be as hard to understand as the estimable senator from the junior senator from the state of Pennsylvania, John Fetterman, yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. Asking a, well, maybe I should more accurately say, talking at three banking executives before the Senate Banking Committee. Imagine you're sitting there. There's Fetterman. He's talking. Fetterman's going to ask you a question. Uh, Here comes the question. Are you ready? Let me ask you this one particular question uh, to to put to to everyone here on that. And it is, it is an inside, is it an inside joke? No, and no matter how incompetent or how greedy, the, the government will always bail you out when your bank crashes. I mean, everyone has to know that, right? You know, the, everyone has to realize that no matter, no matter how bad I behave, no matter how big my, my uh, races, my, my, my bonuses and everything, you know, we will come in and bail it because we can't crash the economy, much the way SVBib was argued that it was going to crash it. Do you believe that it's a running joke among in the in the circles of, of banking that no matter how bad we behave, you're going to we're going to be pulled. We're going to be saved. Take take it. Anyone. <laughs> take Senator, I, I don't believe that's the case. Uh, huh? It went on. Here's more. Is it staggering? Is it a staggering responsibility that uh, the, the, the head of a bank could literally could literally crash our economy? Figured. It's astonishing. Figured. That's like if you have, I mean, like, uh, and, and they also realize is that that 
that now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter no by by how you know ah. so it's it's you know isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of this kind of control should be more stricter they're looking at each other to like. prevent this kind of thing from going Is he- or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank regardless of how how there's uh, their conduct is. They're looking at each other. What do we do? He's crazy. He's a mush brain. What do we now, do? If, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, the Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP. Oh, you know, for a, 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 a hungry family has to to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of word working uh, required. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sail your bank with billions of your bank? Sale your bank. Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when, than SNAP uh, and requirements for works for hungry people, but not about pr- protecting the, ta- the tax papers, you know, tax that papers. will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it. Crickets. Chair? Uh, thank you, Senator Fetterman. Didn't see an eagerness on the panel to answer your questions. Thank you. Because they made no sense. That's why there was no eagerness. Because they're watching a guy whose brain is mush, who makes every NFL player who's ever been placed in concussion protocol look like the smartest member at a Mensa meeting. I didn't recognize any not interest in answering your question, said the gravelly-voiced, tousle-brillo-haired Sherrod Brown, who... By saying that, affirms how ridiculous it is that the people of the state of Pennsylvania are being represented by somebody whose synapses don't connect in his brain. What is wrong? What does it take to be the wife of a Democratic legislator? I mean, seriously, what is Giselle Fetterman doing? Letting her husband suffer. And it's obvious he's suffering. He doesn't want to be wearing a suit and tie. Let alone wearing a suit and tie sitting in front of a Senate banking committee hearing. Rambling nonsensically. While three guys sit there. Having the decorum to not say. Senator, I didn't understand. Was there a question in there? Senator, are you okay? I think we need to get some people here to help the senator. This is him after six weeks of mental health treatment at Walter Reed Hospital. I didn't even get to Dr. Jill Biden letting her husband suffer in the same way. Although he's better at hiding than Fetterman is. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.